your hosts, Jeannie Walters and Adam Toporek, are two of the most recognized and respected names in customer experience, and they have dedicated themselves to helping you improve your customer experiences. And now it's time for Adam and Jeannie. Adam, what is next? Well, Jeannie, CX is next. CX next. That's right. You know what we are doing, and it's going to be awesome. We are actually doing a joint keynote at CX Next, and that is cxnext.com. And we have Ryan Lester from LogMeIn here to talk a little bit about what's going on today with digital transformation, customer experience, and the times we live in. And it's such a fascinating interview because one of the things we really, you know, Ryan really digs into is understanding right now how much we have to both support not only our customers, but the teams that serve our customers and you know how that's a challenge in so many ways right now. Yeah, it's a great discussion. I think we got a lot out of it and I know our listeners will too. So I think we should jump in. What do you think? Let's do it. Boom. All right. Ryan Lester is our guest today. He is Senior Director of Customer Experience Technologies at LogMeIn, and his team own uh, and he and his team own the strategic development and implementation for the go-to market plan for customer experience and digital engagement offerings across chatbots, virtual assistants, and workforce optimization products at LogMeIn. He is passionate about making new technology easy and helping any size company unlock the potential of AI and bots. Prior to his role at LogMeIn, Ryan held various sales, marketing, and product positions at Intel Corporation, Cisco Systems, and Eaton Corporation. Ryan received his bachelor's in mechanical engineering from Villanova University and a master's in engineering science and an MBA from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Hi, Ryan. We're so glad to have you on the show with us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Ryan, so great to have you. And you know, we're living in such uh, challenging and interesting times. Our, our lives have been upended personally, professionally. And one of the things I want to just start off asking you about is how does this anxiety and this uncertainty inform how we approach customer experience? And you know, more pointedly, what role does empathy play? Because it's always played a big role, but it seems like it's going to be even having a bigger role now. Yeah, I think that's such a great question. Such a great place to start the conversation from. You know, too often we think about things as technology problems or process problems or people problems. And in the end of the day, customers want to feel like we're hearing them, that we're understanding their pain and that that things are different. You know, the way we approach work is different. The way we're working is different. So, so much, I think, of how we need to start the conversation is really putting ourselves in the customer's shoes to say, hey, we know things are hard, both on your end and on our end of trying to service you, and then take it through the lens of the customer. So, you know, what are they trying to get done? How do we accomplish that in this new way we work? And then, you know, being upfront about the fact that this is hard, it's hard for you, it's hard for us, but our ultimate goal is to make things better for you. So I couldn't agree more that really taking that approach of putting yourself in the customer's shoes and that customer-centric approach is really the right way to start the conversation. Well, I love that because I think now more than ever, we're all experiencing some of the same things, right? Like we're all working from home now, or at least many of us are. We're distracted. We're anxious. Many of us have the challenge of kids at home who suddenly we're asked to be their teachers and we have to feed three meals a day and keep them safe and keep them from going crazy. And so 
you know, as we look at what does it mean to be a customer, I think it's also fair to say, let's look at what does it mean to be an employee? Um, and so, you know, considering all of these kind of extra factors that we're all dealing with, what is our role with really engaging in customers and employees during this time? Yes, so much of the customer experience is really the employee experience. You know, we, we spend so much time thinking about customer journey and our websites and, you know, customer buying process. But really much of that comes down to how, how the employee is feeling and, and, and those interactions between the customer and the employee. And one of the challenges, to your point, is so much has changed, uh, access to information, our policies, our procedures. And so really over-indexing on making your employees feel like you, you know, you're there for them. You're there to help them through this challenging time. You're there to help them prevent from getting sick. You're doing things to help make it easier for them to work from home and to deal with having kids afoot or underfoot. And so by by making the employee feel like they're supported there, that, that's going to bleed through and that's going to come through to your customers. So when a customer comes, you know, and after waiting an hour on hold, you know, the employee isn't equally as exhausted and equally as frustrated and equally as lost because um, if the employee is lost, the customer will never find their way. And so I think we need to think about what are the safety nets we're putting in place for our employees to really have them feel empowered, even in this challenging time. Um, with the right information that they're being supported and that they're really our front line and, and that they're, you know, mission critical to our business. So I think that's the real approach companies need to take when they think about how they're empowering their employees. And so let me follow up on something you said there, because I like how you said over-index on this, like really invest in this idea of over-supporting your employees at this time. And I think a lot of organizations do that through communication through, uh, you know, filling in the blanks for them. But can you share or, uh, you know, are there any examples right now of how can we really support our employees in this new world beyond just saying it, beyond just saying we're here for you? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, on that? a couple of big areas. So, so one, we're starting to use this word about, or we're talking about like being relentlessly helpful and, and, you know, an example just in the broader society is like, and people say, well, you know, if people get sick, what does it really matter? Or if a couple more people get sick, but, but the challenge becomes, you know, we're putting this strain on our, on our mission critical people for our society. So people in the hospitals, nurses, doctors, and every additional patient that goes in makes it harder for them. And so the same thing for our, our customer service organizations, it's, if we're not there to help make them successful, the front line breaks down, then everything behind it falls apart. And so I think what companies need to think about is it's not so much about every business as usual and, hey, we're just going to move people into working from home at a desk, but rather how can we reimagine the way we're helping them to be relentlessly helpful so that maybe it's information's easier than ever to find or policies are indexed towards making the employee feel really empowered. Um, and that, you know, we do things like how do we manage their shifts or how do we manage the, the way they engage and maybe we start to focus on new channels of engagement, but that what we're doing, the employee feels like is really through the lens of making it easier for them. Because once again, they're our front line. They're the way that we're going to keep our business running, keep our customers happy, um, help to deal with all this complexity of change. And so I think when companies should, as they think and approach this, it's really about what are the ways we can do that? over and over again to be really helpful for our employees, which once again will translate to a better customer experience. Well, I love what you said there because it's such a great point because you know, we're hearing so much now about, okay, what to do with employee engagement, what to do 
as far as customers. And a lot, there's a lot of sort of, you know, uh, Instagram stickers about supporting everyone. Yes. But as you, right. But as you just pointed out, this is an actual operational challenge. This is a question of scalability and technology. And of course, the customer centricity and employee centricity engagement that's behind that. But you have to be able to execute. And one of the things I'm curious about is because, you know, bef before this time period, we were all talking about digital transformation. Now, digital transformation has been, you know, put in overdrive all of a sudden. And it's both, you know, a uh, imperative for uh, customer facing uh, communication and uh, de delivery, but also for employee engagement and employee experience. So, one, you know, we're all coming at this from different levels of maturity. So one of the questions I have for you is, where do you begin if you're not very mature as far as digital transformation? What should you be looking at? I know this is a very sort of broad-based uh, question and everybody's going to be different, but you know, what are we looking at if you're more mature? And how does that scale across customer and employee experience? Yeah, this is an excellent question and one we often get. Uh, we've done over the years this great research with Forrester on a maturity model. And, you know, there, there is a vari there's various types of maturity. They actually go across multiple categories. So you can be very mature in your strategy, but maybe not in your people or process, or maybe your technology isn't there. Um, but one thing we really talk about is, at the end of the day, if, if you can't, you know, a, a thing we even talk about, I'm a, I'm a parent, is if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. And so one of the things we mm -hmm. talk about early on when you're struggling is how do you just start to manage, like, how do you fortify the building? How do you fortify your employees where they, not everyone feels like they're drowning and often then it becomes down to triaging. So it's okay. What's most important? Why is it most important? And who's best to handle that problem? And, you know, I don't want to keep going back to, to, to uh, medical examples, but it, it really comes down to this way of as a company, how do you start to fortify the front to say, what are things we can quickly put into place like a support center powered by maybe an AI uh, search capability or a simple FAQ widget? Uh, we've released a rapid response FAQ widget that you can put on your website and start to really address those common questions that you don't want people waiting on hold an hour to ask somebody about, you know, can I transfer funds in this environment? Or what happens if, if I'm a, um, a month late or a week late on my payment when you already have a new policy that says we're going to let people be late? So you think about what are those things you can put up in front to help people from feeling like they're drowning? And that also gives you some breathing room to then go attack the next problem. And so there's many things you can do as an organization around this digital transformation that's about enabling self-service for both the customer and the employee to help them be more effective and efficient. And that's really step one, is really managing that onslaught so people don't feel like they're all underwater. I, I like what you said there a lot. And one of the things I think can happen is we use, we throw around terms like digital transformation and people think, oh, that's, that's not for my company. We're not big enough. We're not prepared enough. We're not, uh, you know, we don't have enough capital, all of these reasons why they shouldn't even think about it. But what you're talking about is really problem solving and increasing the ability to do that and the scale of that. And so any organization right now could probably brainstorm for 20 minutes on what are the top 10 questions that we're getting you know, from our customers that we know the answer, we just haven't, you know, made that as accessible as we need to to them and how can we make that more accessible and if 
you know, AI or the FAQ tool that you talked about, any of those things are available, then that's one step towards digital transformation that maybe they didn't even think they could do. But at this time, it's really about solving problems in new and creative ways. So I think that's a really good first step for any organization. And I, um, and it doesn't have to be complicated, I, right? Yeah. Like as complicated as I we couldn't, make it. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. And I think there, it, it really goes down to that point of, Let's identify the core problems and the priority of that problem, and not even just the priority of the sense of how much work it will be to fix, but also does it really matter? Because mm-hmm. I think too often we get caught up in this is the way we've always done it. You know, we've always answered phone calls in this mm-hmm. way. This is our SLA, and in these times, many of those things we have to kind of throw out the window to go back to our original point of empathy. Like, what is the customer really trying to do, and what's our fastest way to go solve that problem? Like, you know, what's the MVP as we like to use in in the world of software? What's the minimum viable product that's going to, or the minimum viable solution that's going to get us to once again, helping our customers and our employees not feel like they're underwater. I think to some degree, we're talking about the minimum viable uh, processes and procedures because- Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I'm very curious and, you know, I think it would be very imperative for many organizations to really take a look at all of the red tape they have in serving their customers. And it's something, you know, we always talk about it, of course, you know, hassle-free journeys, frictionless, effortless types of journeys. But now, more than ever, that type of approach, uh, to to your point, you know, uh, figuring out what matters and part of that's going to be just making the experience easy, I would think. Yeah, definitely. And I think also easy and easy can mean a lot of different things. You know, it may be in the old world, easy was you had a very intelligent, um, you know, IVR system and it did a lot of complex routing. And while that still can be valuable for some use cases, it may be now easy is just, you know, let's have a make it easier to access information or let's make sure that easy is everything's up to date, you know, in our knowledge base or in our employee facing content. And so I think too, it's, uh, easy becomes how is this helping us get to a better outcome faster and in a more iterative way and not always like the bigger, broader easy. Because I think with many things like digital transformation and customer journey mapping and customer friction, it starts to become these big monolithic projects of like, as an organization, we're digitally transforming. When in, re- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, when it, when in reality, it's these little things, the little moments matter. And that's what's really important. And I know that's mm-hmm. you know, certainly something I know that resonates with both of you. But just, you know, when mm-hmm. someone comes to our website, how are we making it, you know, relentlessly easy to get that answer to that quick question so that they're not searching around and they're not having to wait on hold and they're not super frustrated when they finally get to that employee who's also overwhelmed mm-hmm. and overworked. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think a lot of people will walk away with at least inspiration to go look at this in a different way, which is really important. And, you know, we're all in this kind of together where we're working from home. We have teams working from home for the first time, maybe ever. We are managing people differently because we're remote and they're remote. So all these different changes. And, you know, we were kind of joking about having to create a little bunker to (laughs) make this recording so that, you know, kids and spouses and bandwidth, all those things coordinate. Um, And so if, you know, just thinking about all the people out there trying new things, working differently, what are, what's like one or two things that you could share that is the way to make this most successful for everybody? Do you have any ideas or tips? Yeah, a couple of that. It's a great point. So I think one is, uh, thinking about how now people are working and how your customers are ultimately engaging. Uh, you know, many people are trying to work from home or their hours are shifted or they're, you know, they're balancing taking care of kids between, you know, 
uh, working spouses. So one thing you can start thinking about is what's the right way to engage your customer? You know, is it on your website? Should you be looking at new messaging channels, things like Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or even chat? One nice thing about some of the newer ways of engaging is that they're asynchronous. So just like how, you know, you may text a friend or send a note to a friend and you don't expect necessarily a response immediately, there can be a lot of things you can do that can help to reduce the burden and also expand access to your teams. So that's a really important critical thing. The other nice thing about digital is that it doesn't require you to be in a quiet room uh, or in a certain type of environment. If you're chatting with someone or messaging with someone, um, you can do that with screaming kids in the background. Uh, and now, now, now that's not <laughs> ideal, uh, but, 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 yeah, but, 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 but like when you think about your frontline employees, you know, you could say, Hey, look at, uh, we want you to try to be on the phone for three hours and do your best to make it as quiet and as focused as possible. But then for the other five hours of your shift, you know, be on chat, you know, uh, be engaged, be on messaging. And it, and it gives them at least also some breathing room. So they're not feeling like, how am I going to find eight hours of the day where I can have it be quiet and be on calls with customers? And so there's things we can think about of digital gives us an opportunity to flex a bit and test and try in ways that maybe traditional call centers would not have let us let us do. And then finally, what's also really powerful about some of the newer technology like AI is it starts to really, once again, help you identify the next challenge. So, you know, we've seen this a lot in the voice space where, you know, we'll take recordings of phone calls and we'll do deep analytics on them. But that's, you know, oftentimes costly and takes time and is a lot of work. So for smaller organizations, they can use things like chat logs or chatbot logs or even the queries their um, employees are asking in their knowledge bases to say, hey, we're all seeing a spike around a question around this policy or a spike in you know, uh, this return uh, or, or, you know, this specific area of our business, this process. And you can say, hey, we're seeing a lot of interaction in this space. Let's go look at it. What's going on? Do we need to update information? Do we need to do training? Do we need to make that information more accessible? So AI can also be kind of the canary to say, here's what we're seeing as the next big challenge. And let's, as an organization, go attack that together. I mean, there is so much to think about right now, Ryan, and we thank you so much. This was awesome. This was a great insight into what's happening, and particularly as the digital front lines are shifting and moving and getting larger uh, by the day. So we really appreciate your time, and uh, please let our audience know where they can find you. Yeah, so uh, so uh, we do a weekly series called also called CX Next, where we talk a lot about a lot of these topics and really are excited about that. We have a big event coming up. Um, in May. So uh, feel free to register and attend that event. And then also you can look, find us at Bolt360 on LinkedIn or Bolt360 on Twitter. Um, and we're once again here to be relentlessly helpful, all of you out there to really you know deal with these challenging times and get through it better, uh, both for your customers and for your employees. So I want to thank you Excellent. both so much for the time. Well, you have been relentlessly <laughs> helpful today. Thank so you, thank Ryan. You. <laughs> and we are looking forward to that event as well, because Adam and I are both privileged to be a part of that. So join us at CX Next. We'll make sure all of those links are in our show notes as well. Thanks so much, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Well, it's fascinating to think about what happens today and how that will have an impact for tomorrow. I think right now we are living history and it's it's interesting to think about how much transformation is speeding up because of the moment in time that we're in. And I thought that was really interesting how Ryan kind of broke that down for us. For sure. And I think one of the really fascinating questions is to what degree is are the things we're talking about permanent? 
how much yeah. of the, how much of the restructuring will not go back how much mm-hmm. is stuff changing how much are cx changing certainly certain industries changing for good and that's going to be really interesting to see uh, now Jeannie, you happened to mention something at the end of our interview and i thought it was something we should talk about for just a minute and that's the fact that you and i are both speaking at cx next yeah i'm really excited yeah it's going to be cool because one of the things we're going to be digging into and this is just to let everyone know this is may 12th and you can go to cxnext.com to register and guess what guess how much it is free it's the magic (laughs) word it is free (laughs) f-r-e-e but here's the thing we're going to be talking actually about these topics we're doing a cool a whole new format that you've never seen before it's a keynote conversation And we're going to be talking about redefining customer experience in a world that's redefined, which is what we have right now. Yeah, it's a a really robust event that you can attend from wherever you are, uh, whatever part of the world you're in, they have something for you. So please check it out and join us. We'd We'd love to have you there. Our beloved listeners of Crack the Customer Code, of course, we want you in every audience. Right, Adam? 100%. But this is pretty special because Jeannie and I do not get to present together often. And also, it's not just us. So we are going to be one part of this event, but they have an entire lineup of great CX, EX content that will absolutely add value for you and help you navigate all of the CX uh, challenges and uh, things we're all facing right now. So uh, make sure to go to cxnext.com, sign up. Yes, Well, we hope to see you there. And of course, we are always grateful to see you here as well. So thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of C-Suite Radio. So be sure to check out all the great content at c-suiteradio.com and c-suitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters. You can learn more about me, our journey mapping programs, our virtual training, speaking, all of those good things at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam DePork, and you can find out about me, our virtual keynote speaking, virtual training, and virtual advisory at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.